The only the only Tristan I've ever met was a hardcore Christian. Oh, Tristan the Christian. Yeah, Tristan the Christian, who was very, very into celibacy and like <laughs> you know, it's it's okay if you mess up by like not getting an A in your GCSEs because you can make up for that with God later. Wow. 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 So he was a, that was an interesting energy that he brought to my high school experience. Um, either of you two watched Borat 2? No, not yet. No. No, same. I don't want to, I don't think, actually. I'm intrigued. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I can process, I don't think I can process it, process it at Why the moment. Why does the world need a Borat 2? It doesn't, really. Um, I've heard, I've, do you know the reason I won't be, I won't be watching it, I won't be patronising it? Why? I've been told he does not say my wife in the whole film. <laughs> and that's the only thing that came from Borat. You know what I think is one thing we need to change about society. My is, wife um, is uh, the fact that films, right? So you have a film, so you have Borat, the mm-hmm. film Borat, yeah, and then they decide to make Borat two, but the first one wasn't called Borat one. It's like how the first floor isn't called floor one, it's called ground floor, you know? And then you have first floor, second floor. So I think you should go Borat, Borat one, Borat two. That's insane. I think that's how we should do things. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that, that, is, that is so incorrect. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so, also, totally it's not. not called it's totally on the money. Borat two, it's called like Borat subsequent movie film. Okay, that was a bad example. Wait, it's actually... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a bad example, but I'm trying to think... Okay, Shrek. Shrek? You have Shrek. Okay, and then you I, have I will Shrek admit, 2. They went off the rails because they did Shrek 2, which sets a good precedent, then they did Shrek the 3rd, and then so they threw it all out the window. Yeah, yeah that's an even more fucked up did, situation. Didn't, they, didn't they also do Shrek Forever After? They did. Yeah, but I jumped ship after Shrek 3rd because I was too insulted by So it was Shrek... Was. Shrek 2, Shrek the 3rd, Shrek Forever After, Shrek 5. Okay, Shrek Forever After, which is the fourth Shrek film. They yeah. vis- in that, they visit it. So it's an American franchise set in America, and it's yeah. also a fantasy set in the medieval times, and they mm. somehow go and visit my hometown. What the fuck is that Wait, about? What? My genu- my actual hometown. They, they go, go and visit it in Shrek 4. Okay, no, not Norwich, not my hometown, but another hometown, a place I lived called Worcester. Oh, right. <laughs> not actually my hometown, but sorry, place sorry, I lived. A sorry, tiny, they go tiny to, city They go to in Worcester in Shrek. <laughs> they go to Worcester. So I'm, I'm just like, surely they were running out of fucking ideas and places. If in a medieval fantasy film with ogres, they go to Worcester. Worcester. The thing that's blown my mind is I didn't know that Shrek was set in a place with names that are real. So now I have to find out where did Lord Farquaad live? Go on, donkey. We're going to Kent. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. That Farquaad would be, that's, home. Wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to go to visit, you know, like Hull in the yeah. sixth one. Like. <laughs> All right, Shrek, how's it going? <laughs> Donkey's well, gone to Slough. But... <laughs> yeah, they're going to take a fucking 
trip to Sprouston on the weekend. <laughs> Lord Farquaad was voiced by John Lithgow. Fuck off! No, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Good wow. casting. Oh, there's by the way, where, there's also okay, Shrek is... 4D. Was that? Um, uh, wait, was it Shrek 4 then Shrek 4D, or was Shrek 4 Shrek 4D? Um, in this list, Shrek 4D comes before Shrek the Third and after Shrek Two. That is unbelievably infuriating. Oh, so wait, it was in a 4D cinema. Yeah, it was, was in it a 4D just Shrek cinema. Two in a 4D cinema. I can't think of a worse film to see than Shrek in 4D. <laughs> yeah, he literally they constantly has, like, just spray the smell of swamp. Shit. Yeah, he literally like the opening sequence is him fucking releasing every gas from every orifice, isn't it? Yeah. That's like the whole... It's like constant toilet humour. Why would you want that experience in <laughs> the cinema? Why would you want any more, like, sensory overload than oh, visual mate. when watching an ogre take a bath in his own shit? Jesus. Like, oh, how was how how Shrek 4D, mate? Oh, it was muggy. <laughs> Felt a bit dirty. That was a, oh, that, was, that really was a truly foisty film experience. That's why That's they my... just held every screening in a butterfly house, so it did half the fucking work for you. <laughs> oh, I actually like those places, but I do, I do not enjoy being sticky from the bugs. No. Um, so that was four minutes of Shrek talk. So welcome to Forever in Bloom, a cinematic exploration, investigation, and celebration of Jeff Goldblum. We are in our final film of the 1980s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, called Thank Twisted God. Obsession or The Mad Monkey or El Sueno del Mono Loco. Three titles for this movie. Nice. Um, and what better movie for us to see out possibly the most difficult decade for us so far with a film that is extremely difficult to watch. And I'm Seb. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so how... Do you two feel today about Twisted Obsession? I'm Liam and this uh, hurt. I'm Beth and this was, it was genuinely so excruciating <laughs> that I, I just turned it off. I turned it off about 10 minutes before the end. Wow. I just turned it off. I have some good news for you. Didn't miss anything. Okay. Didn't think Maybe. I would. I'm really glad that I'm not the only one that felt this way while watching it. I was worried that I was going to come and just be a real negative Nancy about it. But uh, but I do really, really need you two to tell me what the fuck happened in this movie. I can tell you the rough premise because I've read it on Wikipedia, but I honestly don't see how that story plays out on screen. The sto- like, the, there, is, there, there just is no story. There's, it's just a series of conversations between um bodies on screen do you know what <laughs> I, I mean does that make sense to you guys yeah it was it was nothing there's a note i wrote down which i hope will sound as confusing to the people listening to this as it was for me to write it which was how has this film gone from two creepy dudes making a porno to Jeff searching for a glass vat of unclaimed bodies and I didn't notice? Yeah. Yeah, that sums it yeah, up pretty that's, well. That's basically it. And like I said bodies before because I really don't want to justify them by saying their characters because I feel like <laughs> they, they're, they're, very, they're a very loose stab at what people, whoever wrote this film, thinks characters are. Like mm. the cliche... 
uh, English director who smokes fags in every scene, so you know he's a brooding director. Yeah. Oh, that's a nubile Dexter Fletcher, isn't it? It is. And Dexter Fletcher's gone on to do some great stuff, but let's be honest, this was not one of his they best. They all have. I mean, yeah, it's got yeah. Miranda Richardson in. Yeah. Um, just a very confusing and um, it's a difficult to place film. I think if I watched it out of the context of this podcast, I honestly couldn't tell you like who, where it came from, who made it, why it was made, how much it cost. I, I can't place it. Like it's so confusing. Mm. And I think the the multi, uh, it, it, like 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 the the crossing borders as well that have contributed to it so like it's a spanish filmmaker got a shit ton of british actors set in france but the leading (laughs) man is american that makes it even more confusing um Um, do you want to also point out don't know about youtube but the copy i watched did not have subtitles for the bits in french nope nada so maybe maybe all the stuff we're missing was in there yeah but there was only two scenes mate i think (laughs) yeah you're, you're right and one was with his mother-in-law, the son. You could kind of get that by context. Yeah, that's true. Fucking garbage movie. But um, the the voiceover, the Jeff voiceover, has like further instilled that need in me from what we spoke about last episode of like the noir style yeah. Jeff movie. Of him, it had like, noir elements for sure. Yeah, and uh, there's there's a note that I wrote down uh, that kind of links with that, and it said that the tone of this for. Ju- Liam. The to- Liam, were you about to say the tone of this fajita? <laughs> or, more excitingly, like I was also thinking Vegeta, <laughs> one of my favourite Dragon Ball Z characters. <laughs> no, I, I was not about to reference Dragon Ball Z. Vegeta sounds like a... a, 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 a it sounds like... <laughs> sounds like a... <laughs> No, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, the tone of this film suggests that something interesting is happening, but, like, nothing interesting Mm. is actually happening. I think that's very accurate. That's so true, man. That is so true. (laughs) They're like, "Mm, Um, look at all of this, like, suspicious stuff and the the creepy music and the voiceover, and it's like, ooh, there's a mystery. (laughs) But what? Slow pans into scenes where nothing happens. (laughs) Oh, it looks like um, an arty, like uh, uh, like a, a film that came out by a director who, like their first um, film out of art school, out of film school. And they made like a, a, their first feature mm. and uh, super arty, super influenced by French cinema and like neo-noir. But it's really just not interesting at all and wasn't enjoyable. It's just um, about slut-shaming paedophiles making a movie. Basically, yeah. And That's about one way to sum manipulation it up. and abuse, but like, like, it kind of skates over it. It just kind of doesn't really address it, doesn't talk about it or explore it. It just shows it, and I don't think mm. that's a very responsible way of telling and a story. On top of that, uh, Liz... Ta- I can't remember her last name. Uh, Liz Walker... Oh yeah, who played Jenny Green, the 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 child basically in this movie um, that everyone does and wants to have sex with was actually mm. about sixteen, seventeen when they made this oh, movie. Fuck, Ooh. really? Yeah. That scene I found so upsetting. So she basically um, 
she basically she's an actress in the film that he's writing, right? Yeah. And um, she and they have this very strange relationship. Jeff Goldblum and her. She's like a child. She looks very, very adolescent, very young. Mm. And every scene is shot from that kind of like fellatio angle looking yeah, down yeah. at her with her mouth open and her eyes looking up really wide and she's hypersexualized it makes you very uncomfortable as the viewer and mm-hmm. then she there's a scene where she talks to Jeff Goldblum he's been kind of this we know him as a dad because we he we had mm. we have this relationship we introduced to him as a, a father looking after his son so like your first natural thing when, when uh, you're introduced to this couple is that he's going to be like a father figure to her and then it, it completely is so fucked up because she tells him about her incestuous relationship with her own brother and you think he's going to come to her aid and give her some kind of support and instead he just aggressively pins her down and starts going down on her and I just Mm. thought that was the most unnecessary and most horrific scene I've ever seen. It was was also extremely quiet. This film has lots of very uncomfortable silence which sometimes I think is good. The sound is just awful. The sound's very bad in this film. There, I, there was lots of Foley that just didn't match to what was yeah, happening at all. Yeah, and loads of like things where they just like cut really loud scenes, like super short, to go to a really mm. quiet scene. It was just, it was awful. I was like Jeff, we, sorry, carry on. I was going to say we should probably vaguely sum up what the film is. Yeah, uh, Jeff's um, an American writer in Paris that's hired to work on this like edgy uh, with a edgy young director, which is Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher. Um, and he basically falls in love with his child sister and something else and something else happens because that's and about as far as I get. He fucks about three different women in this film. He yeah. Fucks his oh, he also wife, drops a disabled woman. Actress, so. And the disabled woman, yeah. Uh, Miranda Richardson, who plays attractive woman in a wheelchair. Don't really know what else she does in this film. I think What's she's his point? agent. She's She's his agent. Right. I mean... <laughs> She doesn't okay. seem like a great one. I'll give her that. But is it, it is it professional to fuck your agent? Uh, no. Uh, I haven't done so with mine. Or drop them. <laughs> I would assume. Yeah, probably not that. Probably not that. But maybe. And essentially, it was ask why she wears shoes. Yeah, that. There was a lot of um, mishandling of sensitive topics in this film. Shall we say? Yep. That's a really good way to put it. A bit um, promo. I, th- I think I think that um, what what the director was probably trying to do is go for like a the sort of like shock factor is probably the wrong word, but like controversy and like oh we're dealing with sensitive things, but we're not gonna like tiptoe around them. We're just gonna talk about. Well, they them. They specifically say he's an edgy young director in the in the as a character, so maybe it's like a thing of his voice coming through or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but it's um yeah, this was a tough one. <laughs> also, Jeff looks particularly wide in this movie. Yeah, why did this movie? Sorry? Why did this movie? I didn't say why did this movie. <laughs> I thought that's what you said and I wanted to agree with you. <laughs> what did you say? Well, well, yes, why did this movie? But I said that Jeff looks particularly wide in this movie. <laughs> he looks wider than I've seen him in. in wide in, in what sense? Like his face is wide. Face, shoulders, chest, barrel. He just looks a bit wider in this. I don't know if it's the way it was shot. He just looks a bit more like a sunfish. Is it also because a he was sunfish. constantly juxtaposed against like a 16-year-old? Yeah, maybe Yeah, maybe it's just those weird angles and shit for like power but dynamic it, or whatever. 
Also, like, it, def- it, def- it definitely looked like they were shooting on a relatively wide-angle lens, so they probably were, you know, things were slightly distorted, maybe. I thought Jeff's fashion in this film was pretty good. I'll give him that. Yeah, good. I like the fashion. And that slick hair, good. looks a bit slick, Rick. Good. Hair. Yeah. My favourite line of the film was one of the first lines in the film, um, which is actually from Jeff's son, and he just says, he's not my friend anymore because he's an idiot. <laughs> we don't know the yeah. context. This, the little kid, the boy, is is he's pretty good in this film. He he. Uh, I kind of wish it was more just about that kid. I kind of wish they'd taken a more Home Alone approach. You know where he's shaving, the like the whole. Yeah, when when he's I wish sha- it was when more he's that. shaving and the the mother-in-law screams like he's died. Yeah. And they have that really blad blad. They have blad. that really bad uh, red, which is supposed to be so. So so walks in. Jack Goldman walks in. His like eight year old son has covered his face in shaving gel and like drastically cut himself, but like uncommonly like no other no child in the universe has cut himself is bleeding bright red and ha- isn't crying at all like and hasn't is, made a is, single is not noise. reacting at all in any not way. reacting just look just looking straight into the mirror at his own reflection like some deeply like disturbed like epiphany that he's having right there and then while his dad like tries to get mm. the red off and it doesn't bleed anymore like it doesn't spurt out it just stays like his it's blood also is just... because Jeff literally just wipes off the cream to the <laughs> yeah. skin, and there's like no makeup underneath it, so yeah, he just fucks really it up. Really bad. But he's he, that kid reminded me of you know the, the child that's been that's come to be known as the internet son, the one that like got bit by his lizard pet and then didn't snitch on it to his dad. I haven't come across this. I thought you were going to talk about the really large baby. No, the the there was there was a kid that like. I'm not going to dive into this right now. <laughs> I don't have the, the cognitive ability to Yeah, talk, really talk about a boy home. and his lizard. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, no, neither, neither do I, man. Cool, man. <laughs> um, uh, I would have rathered this film be just about Jeff's relationship with his son. I would just rather this film didn't. Yeah. I've, I actually, I have, I have, um... <laughs> just didn't. <laughs> yeah, just didn't, just didn't do that. Just didn't. I'd just rather it didn't. <laughs> I just wish it didn't do what it did. So no, I like, I like the father-son narrative. I did like that. Yeah. I, I, it started with that. Like, the first 20 minutes was that. And I was excited it was going to be, like, this really nice story about him looking after his son or whatever. But, uh... Because it's interesting, like, you don't usually see stories where the mum leaves. It's always the dad leaves. Mm-hmm. It's never the mum leaves. That's true. Um... But Although, yeah, they that ended. Some of the dialogue in this film to me though, it just it the only way I can think they must have written this film is you know that game you would play where like you'd fold up a piece of paper and someone would draw the feet and then you'd fold it up and they have to carry on the legs and then they oh, fold um, it up and someone else does the torso and then someone else does the head and you open it up and see what's left. Because some of this shit just does not make any fucking sense to like the line that comes before. There's like a thing where Jeff gets propositioned by some French woman um, and she basically just says, I want to fuck you. And he turns into this like stately gentleman and is just like, and to what do I owe this honour? Like, <laughs> it makes no sense. And then later on with the, the, the child, she's she's on this bike somehow, like a motorbike, is out. Well, that's, in uh, they're, in, they're in France. That's pretty fine actually all oh, right fair well yeah she's on this she's on this motorbike and then just says the words do you want to suck me catch me if you can and then bikes off 
Yeah, she has. So I, I did a, I did a little thing here. So obviously, she's like, she's like the main driver of the plot. Essentially, yeah, she's the reason that everyone is lusting over children. Mm. Um, and I timed how long she's on screen for the same way that I do with Jeff. <laughs> um, so Jeff is on screen for forty nine minutes That's... of an hour and forty eight. Yeah. Uh, and what w- uh, was her was her name? Uh, Liza Walker. Is that right? Yep. Uh, she's in it for five, roughly. Five. Just five minutes. She's barely on screen for the whole wow. film. Um, the longest individual shot that includes her is the really slow pan of Jeff's hands going up her jumper. Yeah. Which is... Oh yeah, she's a complete object to this film. Yeah. She Gross. has no personality other than. G- gentle, gentle, big-eyed, like fellatio camera angled, wide mouth, softly spoken. Suck me. That's literally what she is. Oh, can yeah. I can I dunk on us for maybe the last week's episode? Yeah, last week's episode. Yeah, dude. Hold we us all, the three of us, very confidently said that fellatio is, regardless of your genitals, cunnilingus is the what we were looking ah. for. What's fellatio? <laughs> Uh, what? what? Th- this is a Wait, conversation what? you should you should have with someone very close Wait, to you. Wait, no, both. you said you said Conolingus <laughs> is is irrespective but, of both genders, but uh, Felatio so, isn't, I guess. No, just for no, no. Felatio is just, for sorry, dudes. just just for penises. Sorry, just yeah. for penises. Okay. Yes. Some of the worst acting is probably when the director is on the phone, and I love watching phone <laughs> acting because it's yeah. so easy to spot. When there's no one on the other line, on yeah. the end of the line, because I'm sure the film crew obviously think, oh, it will be absolutely fine. They're an actor. I'm sure if they can cry and and have <laughs> sex on screen, I'm sure they can fucking pretend to have a phone conversation. But most of the time, people can't, and they never leave enough time. No, they never no. leave enough time um, for the other person because maybe the other half of the script wasn't written. I don't know. <laughs> um, but he literally, he literally has a conversation with this person and that leaves absolutely zero gaps between what he's saying. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know who's on the other end of the line. But you could also um, fix that in the edit and I think that's just sloppy. But it's what it's when it's in full like uh, noir mode and it's a single shot that yeah. fo- it's following his face around. He's smoking a fag. He's holding a phone in the other hand and he's like smoking it really aggressively and it's dark and you can just see the, like, the light hitting the side of his face and he's like moving around a lot. The camera's like following his face <laughs> um, and he's just having this fucking hilarious conversation with so obviously himself. Um, why wow. didn't they? Why didn't they notice at the time that it was like comical? It was comical. It's just that I. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This film is really going to take it out of me today, man. Um, yeah. I will like to say, Seb, I have I've decided I'm going to do a thing. Oh yeah. To help you on building uh, a better case study uh, on proving or disproving your interdimensional Jeff thesis. Okay, I mean it's I mean it's pretty well proven, but far away. Uh, debatable. We're we're only eighteen episodes in. Your point? Um, I, I I'm not saying it's not. I would just like to give you one more Jeff fact each okay. week as a little little gift to be oh, able to little... see if that see if it helps or not, and you can take it on your merry way across your across no, I, was d- I was trying to do a portmanteau for a second of Jeff and a moose bouche. There's nothing there. Jesus, that's a fucking reach. 
Yeah. Well, because it's like a little, ex- a little, a little, a little bit, a little bit at the beginning. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, <laughs> we, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, no, it's, it, it's yeah, not there, man, it's not there at all. Um, but yeah, I don't want this to be like a big segment. If if you don't give a shit about the fact, we breeze on. If you have questions, then we dive in. Okay. So, so your your one Jeff fact for the week is that Jeff wears leather trousers when he works out. So that feels... what do we give it for True Bloom? Je- Jeff feels let Jeff. What? Sorry, that's completely fl- thrown me. <laughs> is that to like increase his body temperature so he burns more calories? No, uh, I I do as I do every morning, which is immediately wake up in a cold sweat and Google Jeff Goldblum news just in case. <laughs> um, and uh, I came across a Vogue interview that he did talking about fashion. And he said he has these particular leather trousers that I believe are made by like St. Laurent or something that he says are so comfortable and stretchy that he works out in them. Kind of like, um, like workout leggings. They're not quite leather, but they're kind of like that, like material that, that's and stretches you know like but can you imagine having a clingy material when working out that sounds fucking horrendous so that does sound really bad but that to me just screams as another thing of someone that has secrets (laughs) yeah (laughs) from us an extra an extra limb not and not talking about his penis but like a tentacle (laughs) or some shit thanks for the clarification that was my first (laughs) assumption A big, um, a big old tentacle swinging out of his coccyx while he's trying to do press-ups would be rather distracting, don't you think? Uh, if he was using it, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's to help him using balance. It, yeah, yeah, using his alien limb to do push-ups in a public gym. He doesn't go to a pub- public gym. He probably has a personal gym. Why would he, he probably even definitely to- has a... Yeah, I mean, he's not going to go to a public gym and people are going to see him wearing leather fucking trousers. <laughs> Just like Jeff Goldblum walking into the local like gymfinity. Just in his like sheepskin fucking vest from Silverado with just stretchy leather trousers on. But imagine just going to the gym and just seeing a guy in the corner of the room working out in a pair of leather pants who looks like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, then realizing that guy is Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) (laughs) And going, oh, I swear that guy, oh, he really looks like, oh, nah. And then it is. And you're like, shit. Yeah. Shit. I've just been like, it can't be. Surely no one's insane enough to wear leather trousers to the gym and also has a successful career. Yeah, it doesn't just buy his own gym. If he spent less money on leather trousers, he could afford his own gym. He probably I mean, has his own gym. I mean, I know he has I know he has a separate house in his garden for his piano. That's powerful. Um because I rate that. he would get up he obviously we we know that Jeff is a is a jazzman. Bonafide um, jazzman. But he would get up at like five in the morning and practice for an hour. Um, and his wife told him that if he continued to do that, he would not have a wife anymore. <laughs> so he built Which a piano. Which wife was that? Good question. <laughs> that's, a, that's a roast. You got I it. Probably, it was probably current Emily Goldblum, as she is still there, and there is a piano house. <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, but yeah. So you know, if if he'll if he'll have a house just for his piano, maybe he'll have a house just for his. He'll have a he'll have a special gym zone. And do you think he walks in there and there's like. Just those leather trousers are waiting there for him. Yeah, um, it's going to be like a uh, Wallace and Gromit sort of situation. He climb. There's no door. There's just a, a square hatch in the roof, 
and where the door would be is a ladder and he just climbs up to the roof opens the hatch and drops down perfectly into his leather trousers onto a treadmill Ooh. and starts his workout <laughs> I, was, I always see, thought that would be very painful being dropped into a pair of trousers oh 100% it would split you in twain and if you if you if you don't perfectly hit those holes yeah you would either split your kipper or smash your balls yeah neither depending on your gender <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. I mean, to be honest, I was thinking of his getting ready more as in, like, the Iron Man suit-up sequence. Mm. Like, you know, like, it depressurizes. There's, like, steam everywhere. What, his leather pants depressurize? Yeah, he keeps them crisp in, like, a, <laughs> like a, special, a special storage. Um, Beth anyway, has had a grimace on her face for the last 45 seconds to a minute and a half, at least. <laughs> I was trying to keep up with you guys. Sorry, mate. Um, I gave him a four for True Bloom because I thought four. there was some. Yeah, I thought there were some Jeffy bits in there. Fair enough. They I don't even know what what Jeff. Um, I don't even know what makes him true to the Bloom anymore. Like he, I he, he I'm gonna, a bunch. Beth, uh, you know what? I'm going to send you a bunch of videos for you to watch. I'm going to give you some homework. For, oh gosh. <laughs> Twenty-five. <laughs> I don't need homework. Um, just to refresh the Jeff, Jeff. Okay. If, if, Actually, if, I think I think that's a good idea because I think I need it because my 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 Jeff gauge, like my my censoring of what is Jeff and what isn't, is so skewed. By it's been a rough decade, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a rule. Every ten years of movies, every decade, we do a re Jeff and we, mm. we we rewatch a bunch of videos just to. Make sure we're on the right track, because we don't want... That's a very good... You should be Prime Minister, Liam. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's the kind of uh, leadership I can get behind. What, yeah. every 10 years, legally mandated Jeff movies. No one can forget who he is. <laughs> That's very sensible. <laughs> I give it a one, because sex pest pedophile. I mean, he does wiggle his ears a bit, though. He does wiggle his ears. Um, I would have given it a zero... But there was one dressing gown that I really respected. It was powerful and bold, and <laughs> I, I'm a man that loves a gown. So yeah, you are a gownman. So Beth, what did you give it for True Blue? Two. Yeah, okay, that seems reasonable. I'll allow it. Craft, <laughs> uh, I gave it three. It was a four. Then there was a moment where Jeff went to like backhand the. Uh, um, the producer and the sound was literally just a just someone yeah. just clapping in a room. It was fucking awful. It was a very it was a very bad clap when he got when he got and the edit there. shit and oh yeah, yeah the film's not made that well. Yeah. Beth, how do you feel about it? I did actually. It seems quite high. I did give it a four just because I did. I did actually like some of the cinematography. Oh, mm. so, so, um, some of the shots themselves were quite nice. I liked I liked a lot of the framing. I liked a lot of the camera movements Some of the and like was nice. the the like the pans that come out of nowhere and the like the neo noir elements and yeah and I liked uh, some of the costume as well. Like mm. I just I just I'm I'm just here for trench coats. I'm sorry. To be fair, just... like I've I've got a thing saying that especially towards the first half of the movie before it gets like a lot darker in 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 color. Um, mm. The like outside eighties Paris aesthetic was really nice. Like yeah. how they'd set up the streets and how all the vehicles were, and I just it reminded me of the Eddie, which I loved on Netflix. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah, yeah, about a jazz club in Paris. I um, gave it a one for enjoyability. Yeah, me too, man. Give it I a gave one. it a two. Wow, that's actually really high, isn't it? Considering I turned it off, 
I don't know why. I think I'm just in a good. I was in a good mood, but I was still hated it so much that I turned it off. I'm surprised this. I mean, this obviously. Don't get me wrong. This is an absolute fucking garbage fire of a movie. But I'm surprised that this is the one that made you turn off. Especially with how much you hated. Was it the tall guy, or there was another one that just put you in the hole? Which one? Uh, there's oh, been, the I one, mean, there's the, been a couple. She shoo hell not be named. She shoo hell. <laughs> she shoo hell not be named. <laughs> the bon, bu, buckaroo banzai tree. No, 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 no. There was one much worse than that. Um, like me and Seb were just like, it's awful, but it's not that bad. And you're like, no, no, no. This is the worst film in existence. It was Which one, one the, was that? It was. It was uh, a very early one. No, no, no. This was like three episodes ago, man. I'm looking. Was it um, Death Wish Seven? It was vibes. Oh yeah. What the fuck was Vibes? <laughs> What's Vibes? You know, Vibes um, was uh, the Cindy Lauper one. Oh my god, that was awful! <laughs> vibes, that was the worst film. There we go. That was worse than this. I hope I gave that as worse. I hope I'm consistent with my scoring. Sometimes I do feel like I'm just making it up. I know that's what anyone ever does for anything, but you know when you do it, it feels like you're just making it up. Yeah, so that's yeah. all it is anyway. Beth, you, you know did, mean? you did, you did rate vibes worse than this. Okay, good. You gave it a two, a point five, and a zero. You <laughs> <laughs> were so salty about that movie, man. Um, but you, but you know what? It's still higher on the board than this is. Um, Hilarious. No way. I'd, oh, mate, I'd watch vibes over and over again instead of this fucking sex oh. pest paedophile movie. But this is. Uh, our third, our third lowest film. Sorry, yeah, our fourth lowest film. Yeah, there's a tie. It, it deserves to be down there in the fucking dirt. The only things it's beaten by is Saint Ives from back in back in day. Good, good. Uh, special delivery. Fair enough. Uh, remember my name. Good, deserves to be down there. At and no, sorry, sorry, yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Those are the three that it's ahead of, that it's 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 ahead of. I mean, so I, I'd actually say all of those are better, but I'd rather watch all of those again. Yeah, but we, we're here, aren't we? We um, are indeed. So this is what, twenty-one what? of twenty-four. What was your uh, your golden bloom? Uh, when his son, when his son slaps his glasses off his face towards the beginning of the film. Hmm. Mine's similar. Was it when he got sprayed what? with milk? It was, but it was more Jeff's response to being sprayed with milk, which was to smash a baguette over his son's head. <laughs> yeah. I don't like how you say baguette. That's the most British <laughs> enunciation of baguette. Baguette? What the fuck baguette. else? How else am I supposed to say it? Baguette. 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 <laughs> you say baguette. Baguette. Really... Baguette. Baguette. <laughs> It's baguette. You I say it like honestly baguette. cannot hear a fucking difference between what we're saying. Okay, this we're is just you. doing a lower version. This is you. <laughs> okay, this is you. Baguette. And this is baguette. There's no fucking difference apart from pitch, mate. Baguette. 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 <laughs> is that better? Well, this is thrilling, but. You just need to work on your enunciation. Oh, one of those I, days, mate. I'm just, I just want to, I do want to say that, Liam, I didn't, I've never before considered the possibility that it could be pronounced Baguette. Um, <laughs> Baguette. That's Italian. Sounds very Italian. 
Well, Beth, it's a French bread. Baguette. So. Baguette. La baguette. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Beth, what was your golden bloom? Uh, I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. That's why Sorry. I was trying to change the conversation from the whole baguette enunciation malarkey, because I don't have one. No, you've got, Sorry. I'm making you pull one deep out of your butt. Find something. I just didn't didn't pay that close attention. Um, uh, in the car, in the opening scene, uh, he's having a conversation with his little son, his adorable little kid, and the kid, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, just coughs like not on script he just coughs and jeff goes you got a little cough son and it's really cute i think he he must have ad-libbed he must have because it why would that be there you know yeah Yeah, i think that kid just coughed and i think he just said it interesting dad character all three of our golden blooms uh resolve well are all revolving around the relationship with his child (laughs) that's what the the only good bit of the film yeah the only thing you can cling on to in this movie (laughs) But has yeah. three titles and no plot. What are we watching next time? Good question. Next time we are watching either we can find, try and find Beyond Therapy again mm. or we can watch a film that I've actually been looking forward to, which is Mr. Frost, which is Jeff playing a serial killer that gets sent to a mental institution, but his insidious presence causes the doctors and orderlies to receive strange visions. Okay. It's French. Is this 1990? 1990, 1990, baby. We are out of the 80s. Thank God. 15 hour and 44 minutes. It does have a terrible Rotten Tomatoes rating, but we'll see. Yeah, bun Rotten Tomatoes, mate. They know nothing of the crunch. Yeah, they're amateurs. What do they even know? And a nice little bit of of, uh, foreshadowing. There is a tagline. So don't go looking for it. I won't. I never will. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this. What about your fucking Bloomiverse, you goose Oh. I can tell you, I can sense you're getting kind of bored of having to do this Bloomiverse bit. Well, it's the not The last that. few, it's... if you don't mind me saying, have come across as slightly lacklustre. Well, and this well, was your idea. I know. Well, it's not that. It's, there's so many of these. I'll just, uh, it's hard to find them in. He's a writer in this one again. Also, Liam, yeah. ed- uh, editor's point, uh, we've lost the, uh, the, the... Jingle. The Bloomiverse jingle. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I There was one time I listened to it and I kind of creeped myself out and I didn't know whether that was like going to translate to other people. But if we want it, I'll chuck it back in. You creep <laughs> yeah, yourself out. Yeah, it was a bit ASMR and I hate that at the best times, let alone my own voice. So. ASMR, you didn't put it in because it felt like it was ASMR and it was your own voice. Oh, it was so ASMR sorry. in myself and I was like, this, this is horrible. Oh, Liam, I'm sorry. I know how much you hate it. Um, wow. But... And I just didn't want to maybe creep out the people that were listening to this podcast. But if someone can, someone get in touch. People don't. But if someone wants to get in touch, um, what do you mean people don't? People don't get in touch with us. Oh, I've had I've had hundreds of emails and letters. I've had to change. I've had to. That's why I moved up north. Oh, is that why? It. So me. So yeah. I'm still in danger by being down here. Is that? What you're yeah, my house me? was swamped. My house was like the, that scene in the first Harry Potter where it's like no post on Sundays, and then all the letters just fall from the ceiling. That was my house every day. <laughs> I mean, could have maybe brought it up. <laughs> He's a writer, you know. Fucking um, hell, mate! You need to. What? He's a writer. He's a writer in this film. For 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 a movie, he's right. He's a writer for movies. We know he's done that in the past. 
as a writer for books and magazines, and he's been an actor. This, there's nothing interesting to say about it. Last week, last week he was in London. Now he's in Paris. Oh, you proud of yourself, mate? Oh, do you know I don't what? even think that deserves, deserves the uh, ASMR. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe that's why I doesn't deserve me. It's not about whether I'm proud of it. It's about whether I'm being honest or not. <laughs> and the honesty to me sounds like I've given up. No, I just assume as soon as more interest. Like next week, he's a serial killer. There's lots to work with there, you know. I gave you that good leather tr- trousers thing as well. Nothing. Yeah, well, that that to me lines more up with him being a serial killer. So maybe we'll come back to that. <laughs> I think that's some deep seated issues that you have with leather trousers, but maybe we'll get back to that at another point. <laughs> I mean, if you wear them when you work out, there's something incorrect happening. Yeah, he's an alien, maybe. Well, yeah. Well, why didn't you bring it up when we were watching Earth Girls Are Easy? Oh yeah, he was literally an alien in that film. Yeah. Did that even get a Bloomiverse mention? Yeah. Maybe that makes sense for the Earth Girls Are Easy to be the first ever film. The first ever... I think that's um, his true form, is blue blue hairy fuck machine. I mean, I'm not the professional, so I don't really know. Well, apparently none of us are. Look. Seb certainly isn't. (laughs) been a tough year and we've had to make some budget cuts <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you not getting your bloomiverse allowance anymore sir no more i think he says just lay off some of his researchers mate so he's doing it all himself <laughs> yeah it's all it's all me i, I used to have a team of just interns a, the, the skeleton core team that's running the uh, bloomiverse investigation is real real starved at the moment you know, if Seb turns the camera around, there's just three hamsters powering in like a 1994 <laughs> laptop is how he does all his research. <laughs> three, three hamsters just shitting all over an old PC. <laughs> yeah, that's like he's just feeling through the shit to be like, where are the visions? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, wow. it's a form of... For- it's like reading tea leaves, but just it's a bit more advanced. <laughs> reading hamster shit on an outdated laptop. <laughs> yeah, 21st century, you know. Cyberpunk. <laughs> I don't want to spend any more time with this movie than I have to. Um, any any thoughts? No. I don't like the fact that this film was the way that it was, and I don't know how to come <laughs> to terms with that in a way that uh, is constructive to the conversation other than it seriously skeeved me out for the whole period. Yeah, dude. Um, oh, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't even really talk about the fact that at the end of the film, towards the end of the film, he goes on like a weird date with someone who helped him in the hospital to a body bank. Well, this is this is what what my question was about at the beginning. Why? Who who killed the person, and why were they in a vat of unclaimed bodies? Well, we know, we know why she died. Do, oh, I don't. Yeah, heroin overdose. What? Heroin overdose. When? Uh, when she was in the bathroom of the producer and he dumped her in a ditch. Man, fuck this film. Um, and he dumped her in a ditch and then said, by the time I came back, the body was gone. And then Jeff somehow finds his way into... So there's body snatchers that are making some, like macabre sea world where there's just like big open tanks uh, with just dead bodies floating about. And I mean those places those places kind of do exist actually. Um, 
But no, they're not. They're definitely not open like that. Like those tanks are not <laughs> open air. It is not like an open air corpse pool, which is actually my new death battle band name. <laughs> well, so this film's kind of bummed me out. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, next week's will be better, or whenever should, it is. Should, also, should it we... was Jeff's birthday a few days ago, so happy birthday, Jeff! Oh, happy birthday, yeah. man! I, 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 he's like seventy-eight, I think. Excuse me. He's oh sixty-eight. Sorry. Yeah, you you. <laughs> I mean, still October twenty-second. So. Uh, two days ago from recording this podcast. He looks incredible for 68. Wait, how old is he? 68 years old. Wow. He's absolutely killing it, which is why he's not a real man, because he's aging like a god. Yeah, he's aging better than anyone else I think I've ever seen, actually. It's insane. Do you think maybe it's since we started doing this podcast, the energy and juice that we are actively losing and getting leached out of us from this early career is going straight to him and imbuing him with a longer, healthier life. Do you know what? This I is, think so. This is I a portrait like of Dorian Gray situation, except the portrait that's getting <laughs> uglier is us and our fun free time. <laughs> us and our will to live. Yeah. Uh, the dude that wrote this movie um, is doing another movie, is in pre-production in another movie with Jeff right now. Oh. Great. Yep. Is it a fleeting time of creative freedom in Latin American history in the 1960s and 70s before parts of the continent were engulfed by oppressive regimes? It's called They Shot the Piano Player. Well, let's hope there's no children mm, underage nudity. On that yeah, note, I mean, how is this how was this film allowed? Um that's my oh, last thought on this. Why was it allowed? Mate, anything's allowed in the right if in the right time. If you go to but, the, go, go to a yeah. particular in the 80s. year, yeah, it's allowed. Yeah, I'm so glad to see the 80s. Let's see the back of it. If Can you I have a bad 90s? to average idea in the 80s, you'll likely get it funded. If you have a good to excellent idea in the 2000 and something, you will not get it funded. Yeah. Um, can I That's can I just learned. put a put a maybe maybe a slight downer on next week's film? Oh, already. I know. Well, it's. It came out in 1990, but it was made in 1989. Counts. Counts. Does it? Counts for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Films get made in the edit, so it was probably shot in 1989 and wasn't finished. Yeah, know, that's, that's reasonable. That makes sense. Yeah. Jeff was in Captain Planet and the Planet Hears. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to watch that at some point. I remember that. When's Jurassic We're not, because it's a TV I feel series. Like we're still... Years away from Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic Park was 93, so we are three oh, okay. years away from Jurassic Park. We need to start planning on what we're going to do for the, the titular episode. Yes. Exciting mm. stuff. I'm also really Something looking massive. forward to a movie in 1991, which is two movies away, where he plays pianist, and the movie is called The Favour of the Watch and the Very Big Fish. So we have that <laughs> to look forward to. Wow. Yeah, look, we're, I feel like we're entering a new era, you know? Well, yeah, it's exciting times. Literally, we are. Yeah. I think we should all dress up as in like grunge attire. Yeah, that'd be really fun for the listeners, wouldn't it? Yeah, they're great <laughs> listening. <laughs> Just hearing the chains and the many bracelets on the wrist. Yeah. You can hear my, my leather cuffs rubbing together. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> That's a bad sentence. The clanking of our chains would yeah. be a great addition a to the episode. Awful audio that will be. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, not, me neither, not the, actually. Not the, not the wider scope, but this specific episode. I don't want to be in the space of this movie anymore. It yeah, doesn't deserve at... any more of our time, I don't think. No, no. We, we never have to think about that film ever again. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to delete this whole episode and then upload an episode that just goes, yeah, bad, and that'll be it. <laughs> don't do it. Bad. <laughs> Pedophiles. Don't do this episode. one. May- maybe skip this one. <laughs> yeah, don't do this one. Cheers. Um, yeah, cool. So that's it. Next next, next episode, Mr. Mr. Frost and... What do we do here? What's the end thing we do? Oh, yeah, we... Uh, we Get a, share the show, please. Our, yeah, review get, it on a, iTunes. Give us a follow on Instagram. Engage share, with some it, of our content. Email and, us. Uh, give us hope. <laughs> follow our letterbox playlist. Keep up to date with watching each film as we do. Suffer with us, please. Uh, I mean, is the tagline for this show "Suffer with us"? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I so. I like that. So but it's, it's also like it's, such it's, a par on Jeff's career. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Get yeah, get in touch with the Instagram or which is Forever in Bloom or Forever in Bloom at gmail.com and send us your Jeff theories. Who fucking knows? Um we'll do the names again. I've been Liam. I'm Seb. I'm Beth. And uh we don't have a sign off. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>